You're listening to CISN Radio, a broadcast production of the Central Iowa Sports Network. This week on the CISN Radio Hour, Charlie Bales and Lance Roseboom join us. And now, your host, with the best South African accent this side of the Mississippi, it's Justin Vorster. This side of the Mississippi. Love it, Danny. How's everyone doing? Charlie, welcome. Lance, welcome. Danny again, my... uh my partner in crime in the booth, the <laughs> voice true. of the Des Moines menace. Um, it's great to be back. Charlie, how's things going in the main office down in Des Moines now that you are now the Deep North champions? Things are good. Um, we, it seems as if we picked up on and off the field where we left off last, last summer. Uh, can't complain. Awesome. And uh, Lance, welcome. Thank uh, you, my friend. Thanks for having we, me. Do I call you a veteran or... Uh, you call me old. You can call whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> but w- welcome welcome to the show, guys. Uh, looking forward to this hour. Uh, before we get going, Danny, do you want to give us a rundown on what the, the conference looks like moving forward into the last match of the actual division? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I wish I could tell you a little bit more. There's still a lot uh, to figure out, especially in our conference, just how, how luck would have it. A lot of, the, of divisions that are really tight right now. So our division, obviously, we've clinched the deep north. We've mentioned it already, and it's been that way for a few weeks now, which is, is good for us. Um, looking at the other team who will advance with us, it's going to either be Peoria City or Thunder Bay Chill. Right now, Thunder Bay have a game in hand on Peoria. They've got two more to play. That's this Friday and Saturday. Um, and they're three points back of Peoria. So essentially, Peoria is going to come play us on Saturday and pretty much need some kind of result. And depending on what they get, that's going to kind of indicate what Thunder Bay needs, if that makes sense. So that second game, that Saturday that Thunder Bay will play, they'll play it simultaneously to ours with Peoria. So we'll figure out after both those matches end, which should be about the same time, uh, who ends up going through. That could be uh, some, some last-day dramatic stuff. That's just in the deep north. Uh, in the Valley Division, South Bend Lions and Kings Hammer are even on 29 points. Uh, Fort Wayne FC are behind them, three points back. They've all got one more match to play. So Fort Wayne need a little bit of help, but if they get the result they need and some help from some other matches, they could go forward. Otherwise, it'll be South Bend and Kings Hammer, two teams that we could potentially play. Keep in mind, we can't play an opponent in our division in the first round, no matter you know what seating looks like. That's uh, something that, that USL League 2 is written in. In the Heartland, Chicago FC United, a lot like us, have things pretty much done and dusted. They've got 12 points on second place, uh, which right now is Caw Valley. St. Louis Lions behind them, three points back, again with a game in hand. So that's another situation where you know, it could come, could come down to some, some last-minute heroics. Chicago City SC is still in the picture, too. Uh, they don't have a game in hand, but they're also just three points back of Caw Valley. So really anything could happen over there. In the Great Lakes, one of the bigger surprises is Flint City Bucks are not quite as dominant as they have been. However, pulled out a really big win against AFC Ann Arbor. So now they're just four points back with one game in hand on Kalamazoo. And more importantly, AFC Ann Arbor is just one point ahead of them, and they've still got a game in hand there. So right now on points per game, Flint City have second place. They're going to have to get a couple more results, but if they do, they should be in with Kalamazoo. And this weekend, Prioria coming into town with a must-win situation. So everything to play for this weekend is going to make it exciting. And obviously, the Menace want to finish with a bang, like on top. Yeah. I, uh, here's something that people don't realize is that, uh, you know, everyone's saying that Peoria City has everything to play for here, but we, do, we the Menace, do as well. Uh, what I mean by that is we always want to put ourselves in a great position to play in the U.S. Open Cup. We never, ever know what U.S. soccer is going to do as far as how many, how many uh, bursts they're going to award to USL League 2. 
They have been going off of points per game, which you look at across the league. Most teams are playing 14. We are only playing 12. So with two draws right now, if we're to lose points against Peoria this weekend, we could drop out of the, even the top 10 uh, for next year for Open Cup. So this is, a, this is a very, very meaningful match for the men's organization as well. I think that's a very good point because a, a lot of people don't know that the, the viewers, they, they really, I didn't know that, Charlie. So it's, it's a good point to learn something new every day. So it's all to play for this weekend. Charlie, tell us about some of the, the nerves you've had over the season. And obviously, you know, winning it last year was great. I mean, I was, I was part of that. And what a year that was. It was fantastic. But, you know, it's in the past. We've got that star. Now we're looking for the third star. Um, the team's on a roll after the win on the weekend, 4-1, against... Um, Oh, who did St. Croix. St. Croix. I'm just <laughs> like forgetting St. Croix. St. Croix. You, yep. Yeah. So the morale's higher. You were down at training uh, yesterday. Yep. Um, how's it looking so far? Well, I can tell you right now, just, just for me personally, the nerves, the nerves are always there. Mm -hmm. They're not going to go away. I think that um, if I was if 40 pounds lighter and able to be on the pitch like, like Lance is, that I would be slightly less nervous. But when that's out of my control and I can't be down there um, as, as a part of it, like – you can only do so much leading up to a match in the in the front office, so my nerves are going to be there. I didn't get necessarily nervous as a player, but because uh, I, I lose control at a certain point on game day, um, it's it's always going to be there. Um, so sitting up in the press box, you'll notice that I you know sit there by myself. I need I'm talking to myself for pretty much the entire 90 minutes. Uh, when we do get what I would consider a comfortable lead, I might mosey on down and start talking to individuals, but otherwise I am I'm kind of in the zone up there, paying attention to the match. Um, as far as training yesterday, you know, I, I, I really do like getting out, um, seeing the team, meeting the guys, making sure that, um, you know, I familiarize myself with them and with the new coaching staff and everything. I think that one thing with myself and Lyle being uh, first-year GMs last year was I made, I made it out to two training sessions total the entire summer because I was just, um, you know, engulfed with work. Uh, and I wanted to make a point this year to at least get out to a training session once a week uh, to, uh, to, to be around the team. So I think that, you know, morale, I think is an all time high. You can look at what the guys are doing, um, on and off the field. You look on social media and you see when one of these boys posts something and then all of a sudden there's 27 different comments, uh, from his teammates, just, just hyping him up. Um, it, 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 it's great to see. I think, I think, you know, Lance being out there, uh, can definitely attest to, to some of the things and the cohesion that's developed throughout the season. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really good group to be around, and, and what we've talked, we, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, you talked about last year, obviously winning um, the organization. This year, you know, starting off really, really well, clearly. You haven't had a loss, and I think that – and I, I heard the coaches talk a little bit. I listened to a little bit of the podcast last week, and I heard them talk about it, standards, right? I think the organization has, you know, over the years set certain standards for uh, itself, and obviously it's a testament to Charlie and Lyle and, all, and everybody within the organization that, hey, we're here – to win like we're here to win we're here to um put our best foot forward we're here to get guys seen uh and that doesn't just happen overnight uh it happens with a lot of hard work from uh everybody within the organization you know the coaching staff that they the, the coaching staff that they you know not only had last year but they have this year um you know it's that's a, a testament to those new guys uh so yeah it's it's a it's a really good group of guys clearly the job's not done it's not even close to done uh, we, like Charlie said, we want to, we, we, we really need to finish off this season on a win. 
you know, going back to the 14, a little bit unfair, right? They have 14 games. We have 12. We can't. That's, that's a little bit. I mean, I don't, I don't really know how that works. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it up with the league. I don't know. That's, listen, <laughs> I just, just try to process that. Well, yeah, I mean, they you, have more chances. Yeah, so you, you guys do your thing, and we'll, 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 we'll send a, yeah. a strongly but, worded uh, email. But, yeah, no, it's, there's a lot of good players, obviously. Um, but, you know, it's the, with the playoffs coming up, you know how it is. It's one game, one game, and done. A- anything can happen, and that's why we need to be – you know, this weekend uh, on the ball, ready to go, because uh, then I think it's a quick, quicker turnaround. I think right the next game, the, the playoff game would be Friday and then possibly Sunday. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's just very important to, to finish the week off uh, in training well and get ready to go for the weekend against Peoria. Fantastic. And, and Lance, um, you've been involved. Uh, I know you weren't involved against St. Croix, but you've been at training this week. Um, do you expect to be involved this weekend coming up for the Prioria match? I think so, as long as my Achilles don't do I need tear to, tomorrow. Do I need to give the gaffer like a call that. quickly? Do I need to you get know, No, <laughs> I just have to just make sure I'm taping my whole body up. No, no. I, you played I, a 90-minute game I the last I, time, I, right? I, yeah, yeah, 90-minute game. And the two, the two on the road, too, as yeah, well, 90 man, minutes. Too. That's all right. The old guy yeah. can still do it a bit. <laughs> all right? Uh, no, I, uh, hopefully I'll be, you know, obviously at the end of the day, it's up to the coaches, but hopefully I'll be in the team, you know. Uh, but you know what? I, I, honestly... There's a lot of good players. So, you know, whoever the coaches put in, uh, they're, they're putting them in because they can get the job done. And they're expected. At the end of the day, we talk about expectation standards. They're expected to get the job done. So. Yeah, and I, I th- we were talking about this, Charlie, and I think you can add to this because we spoke about Leroy and Gazuzzi, who's from Cedar Rapids area. So, you know, a lot of players will come in at the beginning of the year. They, they all want to try and make this squad. They want to be a part of the best organization in the league. And they'll leave after two weeks because they're not getting a look. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Leroy stuck it out. Uh, maybe you spoke to him as well. You, and you said the other day, you know, you can come on for 15 minutes and you'll score a goal. He scored a brace on the road um, in the last game that he played. And, and I mean, I think, I think that's important. This is an environment where a kid can come in who's a star in college but this is where he's going to get better. If he doesn't play, he's still going to get better over the summer. But players are in and out. There's injuries, and there's always opportunity. Yeah. So you understand. I, so looking at it, you know, I suppose I understand some of the people who – some people who would say, okay, listen, this isn't – maybe they're a little bit nicked up, and they aren't really in the in, – you know, and they, maybe they need a rest. Maybe they need, so I understand that perspective. I understand some guys. So everybody's in a different situation. However, I look at it, and – I see the foolishness at times of people's decisions, you know, and where somebody, and also, you know, maybe somebody is a little bit nicked up, but like, they're not going to, the reality is they're not going to get seen maybe where they are as much as they will with the menace. So let's just say somebody, you know, we have, there's a, we have a good group of attacking players and let's say somebody's, you know, like, okay, they're not starting and they have a bad attitude. Well, that player could come in for 15, 20 minutes, like you just spoke about, score a goal, score two goals. All of a sudden somebody else sees them and they're like, oh man, who's that guy? You know, and then not, that's not even what you just mentioned, the training, right? Mm-hmm. Making each other, yep. you know, making each other better in training. So some of it's very, I understand some of it. Some of it's very foolish, though. There's some players that it's like, okay, you may not be starting, but you don't understand. There's eyes on this. Mm-hmm. There's eyes. We, there's been, you know, you know, Dean, the connections that Dean had and the coaching staff have, the guys that have been on trials already at certain places, you know, I mean, you know, so it's guys got to, guys got to, you know, think as well and not be idiots. Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, if you take a look at the stats, right, 14 players from the 2021 roster are now playing professionally, 
right? Okay. Yeah. And we had a lot of starters from last year's team that are still collegiate players, meaning that, you know, eight to 10 of the, of the 14 were coming off the bench or not even rostered in the 18, which is absolutely a wild statistic. But because you're able to look up, oh, you are on a menace roster, they know the standard. They know the standard that we bring in to the menace. Uh, going back to your point, Justin, about guys, you know, uh, determining to st- stick it through and stay with the organization and then uh, reap the benefits afterwards. Um, I think it's very important to me and something that I preach is two things. One is knowing your role, okay? So for Leroy right now in the position that he's in, and we've had this discussion many of times, he's matured a ton as a player, so he gets this now. But right now, currently, him knowing his role is, hey, late in games, teams are tired, teams are pressing forward, they're playing a high line, trying to get a goal back. You're going to come on. They're dead. You're the fastest kid in the league. You're going to score a goal, or you're going to have two or three chances to do this. And he's matured enough to the point and knows his role and loves being around the guys and being around the team to do that. Um, the other thing for me is, 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 I love this one, but just doing your job, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's between the two, knowing your role and doing your job. A, a job for a guy like Lance is, all right, if he needs to rest his old body for a week, then and go, stay <laughs> Which home. Which I don't need to, by the way. You were just complaining about it. Just this. on the record. Yeah, I was joking. I don't need to rest, uh, my, I don't need to rest yeah, my old but, body. But Lance, Lance knows his job is to come in, and he is essentially another coach for us on the field. His job is to uh, inspire, motivate these younger kids, provide an example for them of what uh, a 10 to 12 to 13, 14-year pro looks like and uh, the sacrifices that it takes to do so. Um, if, if, if you combine the two things into a player that actually has the skill to do it as well, those are players that are going to make it. These guys that come in to the menace uh, because they were all-stars at their colleges and they get here and all of a sudden they're not the guy anymore but are too big for the britches, uh, they might not make it here, but it also they, they might not make it afterwards. So that, that's kind of what I've noticed um, from one playing with the menace for five years to now being in the front office. Yeah. And adding to that, that's two great points. Uh, by Charlie, but adding to that, and I, like guys don't understand, like you can have a lot of talent, right? And if you're a little bit nicked up and, oh, you know, my hamstrings is a little bit sore, I can't train today, right? And then maybe you can't go because, oh, you know, this is a little bit sore. Guys don't understand. Availability a lot of times is more important. Like if you, if you can prove to your club, like you can prove to your club that you're available, then you're more, you know, consist- on a consistent basis, you're more up to play. If you're going to sit here and say, I'm su- you know, super talented, can do this, can do that, but you hurt every other week then you're, you're have a less – honestly, I'd take the guy that's available, you know, yeah, probably. Yeah. And, and honestly, a lot, most professional clubs, that's just a reality. Unless, you're, unless your talent is above and beyond, you know, like a lot of guys will be like, okay, this guy's going to – I know what I'm going to get from him every day in training. I know what I'm going to get from him every game. I know he's not going to be soft and sit out, you know, when, when maybe something's not going his way. That's a big deal. A very good point. I mean, Charlie and, and Lance, I think that that goes miles, to be honest with you. And, and when I go, before the game against Manitoba, uh, I went to Charlie. We spoke about you, Lance. And I haven't seen you play since that regional semifinal in Timbuktu year, you know. So <laughs> we lost. Uh, so losers, yeah, I'll never, losers, for, I'll never yeah. forget that. That was unbelievable, that game. But, um, you know, Charlie said, just watch Lance. Leadership. He's always looking, wants the ball, and you're spot on, you know. So it, it's the scanning, talking to the players, trying to get them organized. Uh, and I hate going back to a game in the past, you know, where concentration, there was a lapse in concentration. You're trying to get the boys together when, when Manitoba scored the equalizing goal, you know. So 
I think the leadership helps a lot and having those leaders throughout the pitch helps a lot with everybody, you know, even in training. Um, you know, when we go down on a Friday, we see it with the lads. Um, and I think the coaching staff, help. Adam K is just nonstop, isn't he? He's, <laughs> he's on the boys That's all true. the time, yes, which yes. is standards and expectations, you know. But let's talk a little bit about Iowa soccer. Charlie, I know we've had this conversation before, right? <laughs> you came to nearly every single Menace game. You traveled two hours from Cedar Rapids to come watch them. Yeah, play. quite a few. Quite a few growing up. Yeah, so tell us, just tell us about the experience. And now you're the general manager, you know, with, with Lyle, and you guys are doing a great job. But just tell us about it. I mean, I think it, kids need to know this. They, they need to be inspired to come out. And the attendances have got better. Yeah, and I think that uh, for me uh, now running the club and being in the position that I'm in, is it, it is very special to me because I've essentially come full circle. So uh, growing up in Cedar Rapids, recognizing, okay, what is, what, what is the highest level of accessible soccer to me at the time? Uh, it was the Des Moines Menace. I think I made maybe one, two games a summer, mm -hmm. uh, and that was my, my dad also recognizing it and making the sacrifice to drive me over to watch a game and then drive me home while I was sleeping afterwards as a little kid. <laughs> Uh, I specifically remember coming over for, I forget what year it was, uh, maybe 06, 07, somewhere in there where uh, they actually, Menace flew in Freddie Adu. Um, and yeah, he was, he was in Des Moines, he was at a Menace game. And so uh, obviously had to drive two hours across the state to, to see that. Um, but, you know, going from there, I also, growing up in Cedar Rapids, was playing for Heartland Soccer Club. I actually did, uh, I guess played in the Super Y League back when that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, for Menace Academy, so went to went to Disney Cup with them, played in a few other things and some summer leagues with the Menace Academy. Uh, so Hoos, you pitched some of the I played a year up with Menace Academy. So Hoos and some of those boys, they were, they had a very solid group. Uh, and then um, you know I playing my first year at Western Illinois, where I I, I played very well my freshman year uh, and caught the eye of uh, I don't know who was picking the team, whether it was the coach or the GM at the time of the Menace. Uh, back in 2011, but playing for the club for, for five summers from 2011 to 2015. Uh, the last two years, I started asking if I could hop in the front office and s started learning some of the things and, and tricks of the trade and some of the things they were doing as far as marketing and ticket sales and others, knowing that uh, I think ultimately I just knew that I was going to not want to keep running at some point. Um, I love soccer, hate running. Uh, it's not a great combo. Um, <laughs> But that, so the, the the front office was something that I was I was very interested in, and uh, you know, doing that and playing playing for five summers, being a leader in the locker room for the guys, uh, learning a lot of things that now I've taken into the front office, and know exact knowing exactly what the guys are experiencing during the summer, what can make their summers better, what will make Des Moines, um, you know, a, a better destination for these individuals from all over the world. I think that, you know, combining all of those things, uh, the menace has just been near and dear to me, like, since I was a child. So it, I do take a great sense of pride in running the organization. Um, watching the parking lot fill up on match day is something that I'm sitting up in my perch, and once again, I'm grumpy, but I, you know, it, it, make, it fills me. Uh, I'm overcome with joy when I see, you know, all these kids jumping up and down for T-shirts or stomping for corner kicks because it's, I've, I've played a role in that. So uh, it... All, all in all, it's it's important to me, and uh, I'm 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 very happy with where we're at right now. But want to continue to see it succeed yeah. and we're become bigger. Yeah. We're blessed to have you know like Menace, and really blessed to have him because he, like you said, he's, his passion. He loves it so much. He loves it so much, and obviously he connects with the community. He knows Iowa. He loves Iowa. He's born and raised in Iowa. You know, so that's a really really big deal for the Menace, and I'm very happy that 
um, that he's he has, he is where he is. That's for, that's dedication from him as well. Dedication, hard work. So uh, thankful to thankful to have him, uh, you know, helping to 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 run the organization. Freddie Adu, I didn't know that story. What I didn't either. 2006. Yeah, he did. Yeah, what was he? He's probably yeah. So wow. Menace ran a tournament at County. They flew in Freddie Adu. He literally arrived on a helicopter, um, and oh, then he geez. was at the tournament taking pictures with every team. And then he was at the Menace game that night. How old was he then? Twenty wow. five. No, he was like fourteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah <good> one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good one on that one. I think he played. I think he played for. Freddie uh, is going to listen to this. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think Freddie played for. Uh, He'll bring the helicopter of, back. Yeah, out. <laughs> played for one of DC United's uh, youth teams back when I was at Mississippi coaching Jackson Football Club, and I think he was playing for them. And they said, "There's this 12-year-old kid that's playing up." And they, the, I had the U15s or 16s at the time. Yeah, he tore us apart. But you know, yeah, just just one of those things. And and Charlie. Um, yeah, you're doing a great job, and I know you're really hungry and motivated, and hopefully you, you're around here for many, many years moving forward with the whole pro-Iowa and, and the stadium and the championship and all of that. I mean, it's all exciting stuff coming to Des Moines. Yeah, I've been talking to Lance about actually getting on some of his uh, workout routines as well for, for a potential comeback. Um, <laughs> with that, that right peg you have? That's, oh, that's, that's true. Together. He does. He hits a ball. Hits a ball better than anybody I've seen. That's the truth. See, I, I see you in that like Kevin Kratz role. Like I'm, I'm an Atlanta United supporter, and our first year, Kevin Kratz was a, a guy we signed from Germany. Um, didn't really do anything but free kicks. Like came in in like the 70th minute and I'm ready. just I'm ready. banged a couple of free kicks in. I mean, he had like braces in multiple matches just on free kicks. Like he did nothing else. He just kind of stood there. I'll be registering myself for the playoffs after <laughs> hours. <laughs> Good. But, uh, I was out there the uh, was yesterday, and actually, Charlie, I, I mean, that's leadership. General managers walking around the field in his short shirt, what, shirts, wanting to get involved, collecting soccer balls. I mean, that goes, for me, that's respect. You know, it's like showing leadership, and the players are seeing this. Yeah. Uh, I think that goes a long way. Le leading by example has always been important to me. I think it's something yeah. that uh, was in, in, instilled by my parents. Um, and, and their backgrounds growing up. But, I mean, you can ask Danny. Uh, we set up, set up, I mean, for the first setup of the season, right, we have to set up the entire Valley Stadium. There's a lot of signs. There's uh, over 115 three-by-eight-foot dasher boards that I have a very specific order as to how exactly they're supposed to go. Um, if they're slightly off, then they are changed. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a process, right? But... Uh, so teaching, teaching the interns, the college kids, how to, to zip tie these. So the, the first time we're out there, it takes, it was, we we're out there four or four and a half hours. Uh, now we've got it down to an art and a science. Danny has little quizlets where he's memorized exactly the order of these, but Danny and I are there together just sweating. Uh, and, and when he and I are setting these, laying them out for everyone, we're doing that, like hauling the chairs at tables. I am, I like getting out of the office, uh, and, and putting on shorts and a t-shirt and doing that stuff. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's important to not just, uh, sit there, but also to get to know these kids. These are guys like Danny and, and also girls who are, um, game day interns are people that I like to get to know because these are people that we want to bring into the front office. Um, year in, year in and year out, we have these young kids that are hungry and determined and re me being a part of that and working with them on, a, on, a, on game days. Uh, helps recognize who will succeed and who we can bring into the front office for the next year. Yeah. Him showing up to the front, it, it does more. He probably, you know, I don't know if he knows, but GMs, if GM shows up to practice, you know, guys, you know, if they're not stupid, they notice it, you know, like it kind of, it gets you, you know, you, you have to, you want to be on your game. You want to show well for the GM. 
right? So it, it, that, for that aspect too, I don't know if he thinks about that, but that is, there's, a, there's an aspect to that as well. So I think it is good that he shows up. Um, and, uh, and so good work, man. Hey, good hey job. thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, we talk attention to detail and, and you know, my, my partner here in <laughs> I know crime, coming. Danny does a great job. You know, the, the prep work, um, CISN, you know, TV now and, and just everything about the production and what you've done so far this season in helping with that, Danny, and obviously with Charlie, you know, we wanted to try and implement some of that last year, but I think, wow, it, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Danny, Danny, just, Danny sent in his resume and it was, um, I was making sure that we could get him here with, with housing and other things and extending, like, it's it's difficult, and we don't it, we rarely get individuals that are not f like housed around here to come here. But uh, we were going to do uh, we were going to go above and beyond to make sure that Danny got here based on based on what he's capable of doing. One of the things that we've made sure is taking place at the Menace is continuing to grow in areas that need to be worked on. Mm -hmm. um, I think that from I told you guys the other day that. I watched a live stream in 2018, I believe it was, against Thunder Bay before this 2022 Thunder Bay game. And it, it's, it's absolutely night and day, but Danny is a big piece of that puzzle and has been – he's someone, and I love this, where I can give you a, essentially a vague task and trust you to, to run with it and get that done, which is it, not always easy for college-age yeah. kids. Uh, but Danny's been absolutely fantastic with us uh, this you summer. Know, that's actually a big deal too. Like I'm not sure, you know. I've been around. I've been around a few organizations, and I've been around some good teams. I've been around some bad teams. But like how things run within the club from the top down, it trickles down to everything. So it affects the play. Like stuff affects the players. Like things that you wouldn't think about affects the players. So when an organization is run well, like this one from the top down, then guess what? You have successful teams, and that's what they've been producing. You know, that's what the menace have been producing, yeah. and that's you know that that just goes into that. So hey, good job to you too. <laughs> well done. I appreciate I, it, and it, it feels it feels weird to take credit just because like Charlie's the one who's who's set all of that up. Like, there's not a whole lot of people. I've had a whole lot of internships, and and this has been like when you talk about sports media or just kind of the sports world in general, something that I've wanted to do for a long time, and uh, literally been all over the country, you know, doing commentary and and you know, being involved in, in front offices like this. And, and sometimes to call it a front office at certain clubs is a little bit gratuitous, uh, but not here. Um, and just the fact that, like, Charlie talked about that trust that he has in me to, to give me the opportunity to spend, like, a ridiculous amount of time a week setting up a broadcast. Like, that's half my job. It's, it's probably not a stretch to say about 20 hours of my 40-hour work week is either, like, researching the team that we're playing to, a, like, a ridiculous degree of stuff that, like, I may or may not mention, but, like, it's just good to know. Oh, like to be able to set up like game notes and to be able to talk back and forth with CISN guys and make sure that things are good. Like literally all I did today, the entirety of my work in the office today has been like a six page document of what we screwed up and what was good about our broadcast last week. Um, that goes for me. That goes for Justin. That goes for everybody like producing it, the camera work, like every little detail. And that's, you, you, I love you, it. You looked at me uh, when, I, when he said attention yeah. to detail. And I thought you were going to come on me about my card. Well, I did. I, I will say that I, I love I, the cards. I, yeah. I asked, oh. I asked, uh, I asked Danny if he wanted to sell some tickets for me early in the season. And he just kind of <laughs> gave me a look like that. Ah, no, not really. <laughs> and so I kind of slowly, but surely I realized, okay, you just focus on your broadcast and I'll make sure people come to games. You know, go, <laughs> that, <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what happened. Yep. Yep. But, you know, go, just going back to that is, uh, I don't want, I've always had people text and go, oh, great, that was great, this was great. But, like, 
what I really appreciate is, I, I don't mind that, but what do we need to do to get better? And, like, and when you critique me, I think that's great because then I go back into the footage and I go, okay, yeah, I get it. That's what we need to work on. You know, and, and that's how it's getting better and better. I mean, last, last weekend was, I thought, was better than the weekend before. We've just got to get, move forward and improve. And, and, and Lance mentions the, 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 the trickle-down, because you've got to talk the other side of things as well. We have, we have Kai Edwards running social media, um, and I touched on this earlier with the guys on Instagram and 27 comments per picture, but they, they, these boys love seeing themselves, <laughs> and they love, they love posting photos of themselves, and uh, between Kai and Carson, uh, Mason, Ethan, Jody, Jose, photographers, videographers, um, I, that was one of the first things I did uh, as a co-GM was make sure that uh, we have all the people in place to capture as many moments as possible. Uh, I, I want to see the crowd walking in. I want people to be able to look at, okay, I was getting an autograph and capture all these moments and be able to share them with uh, the power of social media these days is, is, yeah. is surreal. So that was, that was one of the first things that I did because we used to have a photographer at games. We didn't have a videographer. Never, never had we ever had yeah. one. So having a having now we have two videographers every game, uh, four or five photographers at every game. Uh, they're going straight to Kai. Kai runs with everything. Uh, very fortunate to have Kai for the last great two, job, Kai. Yeah, three years. He, yeah, he um, does a great job. He does yeah. because I mean even even my dad who can't uh, b- barely work a phone is like wow these <laughs> these 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 Twitter tweets are really telling me what's going on here <laughs> in the game. Twitter tweets, I love yeah. it. And I'm like, all right, yeah, he's. I mean, he does a great job. He's a former college soccer player, former college soccer yeah. coach. Uh, also happens to be, I think, one of the best graphic designer. He is 100. percent We have the best design team in League Two, uh, no hand, hands down. But yeah, we far. we we rival many many of uh, pro clubs in, in the USL for sure. So I think that these, you know. We're trying to make this club as professional as a club as possible uh, with maintaining kids' college eligibility. And that's, that's what we're out here to do. I, I actually mentioned that to Kai on Saturday. I just went up to him and said, you, you do the social media, right? And he goes, yeah. I said, brilliant. I said, it is absolutely brilliant. You and your team and this, the graphics are unbelievable. I love the piece where the players are walking in and then it's it's just everything the fans walking in it, it just says a lot you know and when that's blasted out on social media people see this and it's hey i want to get to a game and it i i honestly couldn't believe the crowd on saturday it's it's that was the biggest one of the summer it, i mean it was bigger than I and mean, it was saint croix coming in who were done you know at the end of the day and i thought what a fantastic crowd i was i was excited by that lance you played in the championship, right? You, you. Why don't you tell it? Why don't we talk about just your pathway? Um, I believe you did make your appearance for the Menace at seventeen. Yeah, yeah. is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Just take us through your development pathway. I think a lot of a lot of Iowans, a lot of kids out there would like to know. And you come from a footballing family. Yeah. I mean, I believe I've coached your. Uh, nephew yeah my times. nephew he's a he's a good player does brandon yeah, still yeah. coach him he does and brandon yeah. does a good job with him yeah. yeah 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 my nephew he'll be a player uh well that's when i'm done you know when me and my brother are done, he has the same hairdo as you uh, right? he that, does yeah? of course yeah. yeah he's got good style like yeah. me of course <laughs> <laughs> um, no i uh so i i played for crsa uh, and i think it is important for you know if kids do it is important for kids to hear it and i you know we, we try to talk about our our journeys because um, not a lot of iowa soccer players do you know 
go on. That's just a reality. Uh, so Cedar Rapids played for CRSA. My brother played, and I kind of followed in his footsteps. Um, I was blessed to be around a core group of guys that we lived very, very close together. Um, you know, t- guys like Tucker Sinlinger, you probably you might Christian remember that part of that. Christensen yeah. a little bit uh, at, in the latter days. But we had like five guys and uh, very good players. And so we like from, you know, seven, six, seven, eight years old, we would just play together. And then those relationships and a lot of times I think people undervalue you know, from what I've seen, uh, people undervalue relationships that are, that are made between players. Uh, and so we just grew together. We knew, like I played with Tucker a few weekends ago and I hadn't played with him in, I don't know, you know, 15, 16 years. Was this a Sunday league? This team? was a, Charlie, do you know about this? The, this I was, mean, yeah. this was, uh, this, should this, we tell the gaffer? Hey, no, I, hey, we can wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I knew exactly what he was going to do. And I knew how he was going to move because I just played with him for so yeah, long. Yeah. Um, so I, I had that benefit. We had, you know, nine, ten D1 players just on our team. Uh, so, yeah, we developed kind of together. Like you mentioned Homer Screws earlier, uh, you know, one of the best coaches that was in the area. He's moved back to, to Washington now, but such a blessing to have him as a coach. We had guys like, you know, John Keating and a lot of a list of other, other guys that John helped Keating, us. Keating, the South African. Yeah. 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 Um, and he was a really good coach. So we had a list of, of, uh, of good coaches, but we just had that core group together. And then when we were really good and beating everybody, uh, then other players from around the state wanted to come join us. And so it was just natural. Okay, you come with us and we're the best. Um, and so through that, when ODP, and I don't know enough about ODP now, but I know that, you know, ODP then was a, a huge outlet for us to get seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, ODP and it made regional team. And then through that, a lot of those events, you know, was seen by different colleges um, University of New Mexico doesn't have, a, unfortunately, doesn't have a soccer program anymore. But they were, you know, top ten program when yeah, I was there. Yeah. Uh, so did very well at New Mexico. Was basically a, essentially a four year starter, All American captain. You know, we ranked number one my final year. And then, you know, before that, just 17, 18 years old. Right before I went to New Mexico, I, I got the benefit of playing for Casey Mann uh, for the Menace um, for I think I want to say season and a half. Yeah. Um, and you know, I got to play with Ross Moffat. I got, I got mm-hmm. to play with uh, Tomas. Uh, who still, by the way, Ross just Moffat, the uh, Scottish Messi, Scottish Messi, <laughs> no look passes, no. yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, I got and, and Tomas, who's still you know just an oh, absolute yeah. specimen, yeah. you know, and yeah. such a you know one of the honestly one of the one of the smartest players I've ever played with, you know, um, I, and and so I got I got a benefit I got a benefit to play with those guys, you know, when when uh, w- with with the Menace organization. So obviously the Menace means a lot to me. Uh, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. You know, being back in Des Moines uh, and and able to. To continue to, to to play a little bit every now and then for the menace. Yeah, I'm uh, very blessed and I'm very thankful. Very thankful for to to Charlie and and to the coaching staff. Uh, but yeah, I mean Iowa, Iowa soccer is it's. I I just wish I wish we could. Can I hope I hope we continue to produce more and more players. And I think you know I think the USL championship I think that stuff will will help. I think it'll help. Um, and I think it'll be a, a bigger market for us. And um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, and, uh, I just, you know, and, and part of the thing I, you know, coming back, you know, I do a lot of, you know, like you do a lot of private coaching within the area and I go just to try to help the players, you know, develop and, and just, yeah. just to, you know, and I, and I, and I talk about this and I'll go off on a little bit. I've, I've talked, I touched on it earlier with our, with, with the menace. Yeah, I think there's a mentality that, you know, 
is is lacking a little bit. You know, I think mm-hmm. that, and it's not it's not all the clubs are great. They're fantastic, fantastic coaches. Um, but I think you know, I go out to training, and some of the players are just they think that they're working hard, you know, but they're not they're not pushing themselves to the mm-hmm. level that they need to to go to. Um, and sometimes, you know, in my I, I have four sons, and I I. I'm, I'm on them a little bit. They're young, my wife, but they, they love it. They love it, but I'm, yeah. I get on them a little bit. I was like, my wife's like, oh, man, your tone of voice is so mean. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah. I'm trying to push them, yeah. right, to push yeah. them, to hold them. We, we speak about standards and, and mm-hmm. expectations, and there has to be certain standards and expectations if you want them to continue to improve and to get better. And so that's one of the things I've noticed, and I touch on it with some of the teams I, 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 I speak to every now and then or some of the yeah. teams I go out and – and just mess around, you know, play with them a little bit. But, um, you know, it's getting – I know there's a lot of good clubs in the area and the coaches are doing great and, and all that stuff. But I hope that as we continue to evolve and, and get better and the US, USL championship team comes, that we just – we produce more. And I think that will happen. I do. Yeah, I hope so. And I, I believe it will. But when we go back to, like, the ODP system, which it's still there, but not a lot of kids really go out for it. But then you look at – Every time you go on Twitter, you see so-and-so has won the national championship. National champion. You're like, how many national championships do we have? And there's, when we talk ECNL National League, ECNL Regional League, the MPL, you've got the GA Girls Academy, the, uh, the Boys Academy, or the, the MLS Academy. The, and I need somebody to give me a diagram. I, I need somebody to know, because I, I came back, uh, and I obviously hadn't been a part, like I haven't, I've been playing, I haven't been a part of Iowa Sock for a long time. And all these people are talking about this league and this league and this national event and this regional event and this regional event. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I have no idea. There's so many. Yeah. For me, it's just about developing players, making them better, setting your standards and expectations and getting them into college, you know, at the end of the day. I think that's that's the important piece is the academic piece, you know. Uh, But when you talk about players today they go on youtube and they look at individuals and they go messy with this and look at this move and look at that move but i don't know i i like to look at what players are doing off the ball you know are they scanning what's their positional sense like are they in a position actually where they can affect the game and then they do with one pass you know you look at players like tiago and they can do it with one pass instead of taking on Five, six or do you, or do you, fi- or do you have the awareness to fit? So we spoke, we touched on it before this. Do you have the awareness to fill in with some? If somebody, if a center back steps forward, mm-hmm. as a six, you know, or as eight, which I'm, I'm gonna, do you have the awareness? To, okay, step in, say, hey, go. I'll take your, I'll take your yeah. spot. Or yeah. if the ten wants to drop in, which tens like to do sometimes, they're mm-hmm. not getting on the ball. I get it, you know, they give me the ball, give me the ball. I understand that. So if Riley drops in a little bit, okay, notice that, then take fill his space. So then you're spacing, you're not all in one area, you know, uh, you know, in, and then, you know, third man running, we, we did a little bit in training today and I'll tell you what, Adam K was just not happy with was our, it? uh, was yeah. not happy with our <laughs> performance and training session this morning, but we'll do better from tomorrow. We'll do better from tomorrow. Hold the standard. But it was a hold the standard. Um, but, uh, you know, it was a lot about third man running. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ball in back, notice the, notice where you can make the run into space. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, and just like those things, you know, like you can do, you can, if you're able to do all these things on the ball, fantastic. You know, you look at all the, 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 the players, the, all the skilled, you know, people that have YouTube and all that stuff. Yeah. But if you probably put them in an 11 v 11 game, they'd be absolutely useless because they have no idea what spaces to go to and how to play within, within that type of game, which you just spoke about. And Riley Crofts, the, uh, the other veteran, not, well, he's still well, young. He's a youngster. He, yeah, he's still yeah, young. Yeah, but he's been, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's, an, he's an accomplished young player. Yeah. 
and, and I mean, you, you can talk about it as well. What kind of impact have you guys had on the young players in the squad? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. He's, he's done a good job. Yeah. You know, he's, he, he holds high standards as well. You know, I listen to him. He's, he's unhappy with the, uh, with the guys when the passing drill isn't going well. And so he'll let them know it. You know, and, and I think that's a good thing. Um, and they need to hear that from their captain. And he's, he's, he's done a good job. Like you said, he's, he's a very good player, obviously, a very good player. Uh, but this has been, uh, I think, a good role for him, too, to uh, lead, you know, a team like this. Um, and, you know, I, I think that he's got – still, it's funny, he's played in these places and he's, what, 24, 24, 24 25-ish yeah, in there. Yeah. And I think, you know, if he still – if he continues to, to do well, you know, he's still got a bright future, you know. And it's just it's – just, I think this has been a good good season for him. I'm thankful that he came back and he played for the Menace. Um, hopefully we continue to do well. And then hopefully he gets – he goes, and I'm sure that – I think that he will. I think he'll get another shot at it. But he's done a great job with the guys. He's been a great captain to them. Um, and, uh, and I'm thankful for, to have him on the team. Perfect. And I think it's great. I think the guys are doing well. Hopefully they peak at the right time. I mean, you don't want to go peak and then exactly. boom, all yeah. of a sudden drop. Charlie – the, the venue coming up, the stadium, uh, I know we probably don't have long because the golf podcast is coming in after this. Um, but the, it's been put back a year, I believe, to 2024. Does that mean that the inauguration into the championship will be 2024 or we... 25 now. 25 now? Yeah, so, okay. so uh, first, first kick for USLC will be 2025 as of right now. Yep. Excellent. But the stadium complete and everything. I, love, I do love the location. There's, there's yeah. so much around yeah. there. Um, it'll be unbelievable. I, I think it'll be great. You yeah, know, restaurants and, and obviously the fans like their bars and beers and yeah. that. And it's walking distance from yeah. anywhere. I think yeah. I think it's going to be fantastic. I, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Um, hopefully, Mr. Cthulhu over here will be a part of it moving forward. I'd like to see you come back every year, Danny. I mean, he's building the resume. Um, he, yeah. he, do, he doesn't know it yet, but I'm expecting him to be at least uh, – in, in Des Moines Red again next summer. So, um, and then Lance is training his kids in the basement for the USLC. Actually, well, Lance at one is staying in shape for the USLC team. And that's exactly right. Yes. hundred percent. That's exactly right. I'll and be in shape. 2025. Don't worry. And, Don't worry. and, and the youngins are slide tackling one another in the basement. That's right. To be hey, by then Charlie will have a few as well. That's right. That's when are you right. getting married, Charlie? Uh, when, when that's this a great, you know what? That's a great question. We don't, I have, ask to him often. We don't have to do that on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Maybe at a game or something, you know, the proposal <laughs> in the in the center of the field. Or you yeah, could put, I mean, you know, you could do is put the ring on the ball, and ping it. Uh, oh, that, I hey, tell you what, your missus will just bring it down with a left peg and go. Thank no, you very that, much. That, I do. That ring goes into orbit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I told I told her she she mentions it every now and again. I said uh, I just. Get her a national championship ring this this year. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. go. That's even better. Yeah. She's in town at the moment, right? Uh, yeah, she is. Yeah, because uh, I'll see her tonight at the showcase. Uh, yeah, so well. we got a, we got a little little soccer family as of right now. She's the head women's coach at West Illinois University. Just signed a uh, just took over the program. Signed a three year deal there. So we do the three and a half hours across the state of Iowa to, into Illinois uh, relationship, and uh, it's absolutely fantastic because it's. It's well. It's it's kind of odd to go home and be able to talk to uh, you know uh, your significant other about or break down a match after a menace match. Yeah. She'll she'll come home and tell me that guy played like shit. <laughs> like, and 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 it's 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 pretty funny to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but it's you know it, it it's been great and having her here during the summer she runs junior menace uh, st- stuff for us for the office she gets involved with clubs like vsa and sporting and speaks to the ufa young girls and stuff so um you know i'm i it's it's funny because i will my, my goal at the end of the day is is to make and and put iowa soccer in a better place than it's been yeah. before so utilizing any and all resources that i have near me so prime example of that is my girlfriend jose where she has the experience of uh playing division one soccer and now coaching and she can come here and then teach younger girls uh, about her path and her journey uh, another example of a resource of mine is someone like lance sitting next to me where uh we went we grew up in cedar rapids together lance was two years older than me we both went to xavier high school um and i don't even know i think last summer i heard through the grapevine that he was back here in des moines um and obviously tried to bring him in right away then. Uh, didn't uh, We decided to wait a little bit longer, but uh, having having Lance here and uh, able to, you know, inspire these young guys and also still perform at a super high level in League yeah. 2 is, is imperative, um, and especially leading in, into the playoffs. And a local player as well. I love that, yeah. A uh, local quality yes. player, right? Yep, and right. I think that yeah. goes a long way. Yeah. Um, and it also draws the crowds out as well. You know, a, a, a lot of fans, I mean... They love the foreign-based players and yeah. watching them play. I think they offer a unique style of play. And we saw this last year when the guys won the national championship. I'll never forget this, Charlie, when I went up to you and I was like, how many of the guys are you going to retain? And you turned around to me and went, not one. <laughs> <laughs> I could, but he wasn't worried. You know, new coach, new staff. Uh, no, yeah, we, yeah. we, we rebuilt it. We reloaded. Um, yeah. I think that – I think that – with with Dean and the rest of the staff and some of these younger guys that we have, I love I love being able to build on what you already have. So having having the nucleus and a core that is eager and ready to come back and can perform at the level of the menace for twenty twenty three is 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 super important. I think that, you know, if if we could have had the boys some of the boys back from twenty twenty one, I would have loved to have had them back and to build on those. What you see at every menace game is um, as you progress throughout the season, you'll if you if you notice you'll start hearing from the fans that they by the end of the season by you get when you get to these end games that now they know the players' names and are yelling at players versus sitting on their hands at a menace match. The that the folks get into it, they you know what they do is they meet the guys at camps and clinics and everything throughout the entire summer. So getting to know them on a personal level and then like the, the amount of kids that refer to them as Coach Blank, like Coach Neville or Coach uh, Elliot. Versus just like Elliot or Neville, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's yeah. it's fifty percent of the crowd. So getting our guys out uh, to do that throughout the summer, building on that, and then you know I mentioned this because if we can get these guys who have now coached for a summer, played for a summer, you know hopefully are winning another national championship this summer, and then bring them back again for next year, uh, it's just continuing to build on that. Yeah, yeah, and continue, and and you know what, with the USL, and this is this is the thing with the USL championship team coming in. They're doing a great job of it now, and they'll continue to do a great job of it. There's what, so two and a half to whatever, three, three, two, three years, whatever. It's really important because the, the fan base is going to be the kids, you know. Yeah. So how do we connect? How do we continue to connect with those kids within the community to get them to, you know, love it and enjoy it and tell, you know, mom and dad, hey, I want to go to this game. I want to go to this game. And with the beautiful venue that they have and that they're, the stadium that they're going to make and the guys that are running the show and, the, the you know, Mr. Krause, how he's done it already, I, I imagine that it's going to be a very, very well-run team and uh, an exciting, a really exciting project. Well, we, we know that 
Carl Christ, when he goes in, it's 100% mm-hmm. detailed. Charlie, I know before we wrap up, you went to Palmer, correct? I did, yes. Tell us about that experience. Uh, tell, no. us, tell us about everything. So, yeah. so you know, Lyle and myself mm-hmm. went to went over to Parma uh, last November, and it was absolutely fantastic. So it was very, very cool. You know, I've been to Europe before, but not obviously in an environment where I am essentially part of the club. As soon as they figure out you're an American, and you're associated with Kraus Group because Kraus Group individuals go over there all the time. Whether it's uh, they help with Parma uh, or they help with the the, the vineyards over there. Um, when you step foot at the training center and they figure out that you're an American from a Kraus group, uh, yeah, you're part of the club. So uh, we were there. We were standing with the coaching staff just on the sidelines of, of training, you know, watching Gigi Buffon do goalkeeper training right next to me. Um, I think I was a little knocked up at the time. Otherwise, I would have asked to hop in. Um, <laughs> I bet you would have scored. Uh, I'm, you would have <laughs> top been telling uh, you. But it, you know, it it, it yeah. was it was really really cool. And the thing that I like about this, and I've joked before that I, you know, I do kind of sometimes wish that I was born or raised in a another country that cares and develops players from a super young age, uh, because I've I've never ever and will never fall out of love with the game. I've loved it since I you know first started playing. Mm-hmm. But finding like-minded individuals that were as passionate as me growing up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, was few and far between. Going back to Lance's point of he had four or five mm-hmm. close friends where. They continue to grow together. Um, it, it's it's tough. Uh, it's not always That's easy. Um, but being being in Parma, seeing like you know these these seven year olds wearing the exact same training kits as the first team and all mm-hmm. the way through and watching the training sessions was it, it was very very cool. And then obviously going to it, Parma matches were still at a, a certain amount of uh, capacity because of COVID, COVID so it didn't yeah. get the full uh, the full feeling of what it could be like there. But you know, I I am also a, a, a foodie as well, so I was just absolutely smashing pizzas left and right. Pizza's good there. Did uh, you have the four cheese? Because that's delicious. Yeah, yeah. I was. Oh, I, was, I bet it was delicious. I was oh. Drinking wine, drinking beer, smashing pizzas like it was my job, yeah. um, and watching watching footy. So it was like Parma ham, Parmesan. Oh, Parma ham oh. didn't stand a chance against me. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I have I have myself a time for sure. It was it was as great, it and, it, and it was a it was a learning experience, and it was very cool to. You know, you, you, you read about it, you hear about it. You know, I, I, I live it in the front office. You know, we have these Parma connections, so on and so forth. But to be there and see uh, how well-respected Mr. Krauss is with the Parma organization was absolutely wild. Um, and, it, and it was very, very cool. It just goes, it says a lot for Mr. Krauss himself uh, and how he goes about his business. And, and obviously with come and go and then Parma and, and it, there's no messing around. You know, it's um, and the fans over there, I follow on Twitter as well, is that they're passionate about this and they just want the best. They, uh, I see, sign this player, sign that player, sign this. You know, they're like always on it. But um, Palm is a beautiful city. I've been there once. I watched them out there. And um, yeah, I ate uh, lots of pizzas and it's gr- the pizza's awesome. The Parmesan cheese. And and we, the, we, we, we also, it, Justin, talk about leading by example. And Kyle Krause has been a, a water boy uh, in USL League 2 now for 20 years, right? 20 plus years. Yep. Um, any right back or left back that is, is tired at a mass match is being taken care of. And you're one of them at the – Oh, I was the th- – <laughs> Yeah, when I already scored. told you I didn't like running, and it was like, <laughs> and Iowa summers are hot. It was like I loved playing, uh, 
you know, late fall college soccer because I could actually run, but like the, during the, the summers where your feet are melting on Valley turf. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I frequented his half field VIP table. And you talk about leadership down on the field. Oh yeah. Boy. Sure. And I told Danny this at the beginning of the first game. I said, if, if Carl Krauss is here, that's where he's going to be down there and he'll have water bottles in his hand. And he even gives it to the opponents as well. And I think that, that just goes a long way. And we could talk all day about football. I, could, I, I'd, I wanted to go into what the menace might look at when they go in the championship as far as, you know, youth players coming through or academies. But we can do that another day, Charlie. Um, I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. Lance, I know you're very busy as well. You know, so I, I appreciate the insight. And you guys coming <laughs> Did in. Did you get a babysitter before and, you came? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, hey. The best part about that is it's a genuine question. Like that's a yeah. valid question. No, they're, just run, they're running rampant. My wife, they probably are. Let them. They can deal with. No, they can fend for themselves. No, my wife's there. Yeah, monsters. Four. Just I, I, absolutely I bet you they. Oh, I bet you they go nuts with you around. I bet oh, you're like in the middle uh, of it, like a little kid. Just oh yeah, you around. have to be. You have to be. <laughs> and they all have unbelievable hair. Well, besides the infant, he doesn't count. But like, yeah. They all get gray hair. So yeah. I told you I was gonna start training, and that starts in his basement, more than likely. I'm yeah. just gonna. <laughs> just sprinkler send players are six get the ball spray it about yep just spray it about okay and no. get, get stuck in we'll, well just do your running for you it's fine, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah no thanks guys i really appreciate it danny looking forward to uh working with you again this weekend um looking forward to my doc coming through and and going through all the criteria in that um it's great let's just keep it going uh, let's all the way through and it'll be be great to win it again yeah. thanks for having national, us guys really appreciate it enjoyed it enjoyed it very much thank yeah, you very thank much you. and shout out to shout out to cisn just for the for the work that you guys do and and for um you know right now running running the best broadcast danny you've mentioned it but and we've and you've showed it to me that it's it rivals and matches and um you know is better than some of the the professional ones that are out there right now in the current u.s soccer landscape so uh, a, a big shout out to the organization for you know ad- adapting with us and, and changing and getting better and better. So much appreciated. Well, before we before we go, I'll never forget the national championship last year. As soon as the final whistle went, I turned around and Seba was gone. It was down on the field and I was left on my own. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it as well, Danny. You've added so much to the production. So. Thanks again, guys. Really appreciate it. Folks, thanks for tuning in to today's Radio Hour. CISN Radio is a production of CISN.TV, which is, of course, Central Iowa Sports Network. You can catch every Menace game, including the final home match of the regular season, this Saturday at 7 p.m. on the very same CISN via YouTube or later on on 11 Sports. CISN Radio is produced by David Mabel. Our executive producer is the boss man, Peter Tarpey. For our guests today, Lance Roseboom and Charlie Bales, and our host, Justin Forster. My name is Danny Katula saying thank you for listening, and see you next time. <laughs>